Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. Uh, we are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. And we got a cool thing to kick off the show today before we get to Dennis's upgrade to first class. And uh, what, 767? Is that what it was? Yes. All right. He, he's like uh, living the lifestyle of the rich and famous, and he's going to rub it into the rest of us uh, mortals. Uh, a little bit later on in the show. But first, we got Sam from uh, ForeFlight with us today. Sam, welcome to Just Plane Radio again. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me, Greg. Yeah. So uh, Dennis calls me and he says, man, we got to get the ForeFlight folks on ag- uh, again because they've uh, come out with another update, offer more uh, product uh, upgrades that is basically putting the FAA out of business. Is that right, Sam? Are you taking over the government? <laughs> Mate, not, not quite just yet. but okay. uh, we'll That's in the next update. Of four exactly. flight. Right. Okay. Yep. So what's going on? What are you doing? Yeah. So we've had a, we continue to uh, release uh, every single month. And so the past couple months, we've released a, a number of really great new features, especially the one that we just released in late February. Uh, that included a totally new way of interacting with the map and various map elements. So if you all remember, if you use ForeFlight, you'll remember that when you tap on things on the map or you tap hold on the map, you get that little pop-up window right where you tapped, which gives you information about the airspace or whatever you tapped on. One of the issues with that was that sometimes, especially if you were looking at airspace, it would cover up a lot of the airspace you were trying to see. It would cover up the borders. And so it, it was a, a little bit of a... Uh, an inconvenience if you're trying to see um, where an airspace is located. And so what we what we did with this release was we totally refactored that UI element and we made it so that when you tap on an element on the map or you tap hold to view airspace, all of that information opens up in this sidebar that opens up on the right side of the screen. If you're using an iPad, if you're using an iPhone, it, it's about the same as it was before. Mm-hmm. But the really big benefit with that, not only is that putting the information uh, to the side where it's not going to cover up the map, but it's also made it so that you can actually continue moving the map and using the map with that sidebar open. So before, when you tapped on something, you had to get rid of that pop-up in order to continue moving the map around. With this, you can tap on you know, an airport, for example, to check out some weather, and then with that information sidebar still open, you can be moving around the map, checking radar, checking uh, you know, METARs and everything, mm-hmm. and still be able to glance back at that airport information you had open or the airspace information. So really great new uh, way of interacting with the map. Yeah. And Dennis, you're loving this, right? I am because, you know, you're going to spend a lot less time heads down and frustrated trying to find information, trying to click and close a window. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? It was right there. Oh, dad, got it. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of stuff uh, will be a thing of the past. Thanks to our friends at four flight. Yeah. And and I'm just doing my best impression of Dennis. (laughs) <laughs> uh, when he gets frustrated, but I have a feeling he's not alone. But yeah, you you don't want the map to go away when you, uh, go away when you click on uh, more information. So you guys have made that upgrade, and and how does this affect the uh, FAA charts? It's just kind of like uh, porting right into it, or what, Dennis? What do you mean? Well, 
Well, actually, because of ForeFlight, I think we have them to blame or thank, depending mm-hmm. how you look at it. But uh, the FAA just recently changed the frequency of which they're updating their sectionals and other VFR charts. It used to be that we would get those updated every six months. And if there was a change, you know, that you were either running with a chart that had the old frequency and having to look at a notum or something like that. Well, now uh, the FAA has done a number of studies and determined that over 90% of pilots are flying with electronic charts these days. And so it didn't make sense to wait six months to revise that VFR data. And now it's on a 56-day cycle, just like the IFR information. Well, there you go. So all because we've switched, you know, almost in in what, less than 10 years, we've completely converted from paper to electronic charts Mm -hmm. uh, across the board. Well, you know, ForeFlight is doing such a great job. ForeFlight.com, by the way, you can check them out online. If if you've been living under a rock as an aviator, uh, you would have to do that. But most people are especially in the pilot world, know this uh, because you guys pretty much just own the market right now. And you are pushing things forward on a technological front uh, in this regard with charts and everything like this. I was joking about taking over the FAA, but gosh, I I do kind of wonder, have you guys had those conversations like, you know, we could do this a little bit better than what you guys have been putting out. Has that conversation had uh, been happening, Sam, or would you have to kind of kill me if you told me kind of stuff? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's happened in a in a very uh, joking sense. Uh, you know, yeah. you can't don't want to get rid of the uh, the regulator uh, just like that. But uh, yeah, we we absolutely have not slowed down, and we we continue to push the product forward and continue to work to improve it in in every single way we can. Yeah, and, and they really do take uh, user comments and turn them into the next up updates for uh, for flight cuz all these new features and things are all they all start by just a pilot saying you know it'd be kind of cool if you did this that's how it starts right with the exactly, upgrades yeah and yeah we're always listening to user comments uh, whether it's um just comments uh, compliments complaints you know always whenever you change something about an app there's always a nice mix of all of those things uh, so we're we are listening to all of them and so you can trust that uh, your input is is uh we do respond to that. Right. Can you even imagine flying without it uh, now, Dennis, in your plane? No, I, yeah. I, I can't imagine going back. I mean, I, I think back to when I got my private you know, license back in the 80s, and you know, you'd have to have your sectional chart and try to be folding all that up and flying around a little 150. And now, yeah, I, we've gotten lazy. We're, we've got the magenta line always there. We, what frequency? I don't, I don't have to know it. I, I just click over here and open up the information, everything I need. And I can't imagine flying in Florida's airspace with the traffic that we have without having in-flight, uh, you know, ADSB traffic, which in, was enabled by ForeFlight. You know, the, the ability to pair it to a Stratus or a Sentry receiver to be able to see where the other traffic is and give you another pair of eyes to be looking out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it just it's made us much safer and much better pilots. Yeah. Worst case, it's a, a, an amazing backup to your main panels. You know, but uh, heck, you, you you take it even farther than that for sure. Uh, what kind of uh, preview can you give us for the future, Sam? Can you give us a little sneak peek of what you guys might be coming out over in the next six months? Or is it just top priority type stuff? Or can you just give us a little taste? Come on, please. What do you think? <laughs> I, I I wish I, I could give you some uh, some concrete details. Yeah. Uh, I will say that that there are some more in addition to this last uh, kind of UI update that we did with the map and mm-hmm. the sidebar. There are some other really interesting uh, UI changes coming in the future. And I will drop a little crumb here and say, uh, in terms of 
uh, how plates are handled, the, the plates view where you can manage your different procedure charts and things. There is going to be a bit of a change coming to that, which we think is going to be really, really well received by uh, by everyone. Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, if you're a pilot and you're not using ForeFlight, you're like uh, one in a million or something. It's, it's crazy. I mean, you guys are pretty proud about the fact that you have done so well. Come on, give yourself a pat on the back there, uh, Sam. All right, all right, well, let me put it this way. Are you surprised at all by how the industry has embraced ForeFlight so much and where you guys are positioned these days? You know, just uh, from working with the people that I work with and seeing the kind of drive and energy uh, that existed for flight. I'm really not at all surprised yeah. <laughs> that this, well, you're this all pilots. You all created this out of a, uh, well, out of, yeah. out of a need, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's one of the key things you said that a lot of our new features come from, you know, a pilot saying, wow, it'd be cool if, if it did this. The great thing is that many of the, the people developing the app are themselves pilots. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's not just some other person saying that to them, it's them, you know, going for a flight and saying, Hey, you know, it'd be better if the maps uh, sidebar did this instead of this, this other thing. Yeah. So it's, it, it's very much driven both from external comments and feedback and also just internally, um, you know, just trying to improve the app and, and make it as good as possible for our own flying. Well, there you go. Dennis, do you have anything you want to put in their suggestion box or have you already done so? You know, maybe there is one thing I found this week, uh, you know, you have to update your database and download it. And it sure would be nice if you could download it on one device and be able to push it out to multiples instead of having to update my phone and then uh, download again to update my iPad. It'd be kind of cool if you could uh, sync the databases between multiple devices, which would save on bandwidth and make it quicker to update. Sam nodded his head. He he was like, yeah, we're on it. We got it covered. It's coming out soon so there you go fourflight.com sam thank you so much for being on just plane radio buddy thanks for having me and we got more coming up stay close just plane radio the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise.
nothing. Go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I don't really need or want anything. I mean, my life is pretty chaotic. I have five kids, you know, and I have friends that love stuff. I have a friend who has a drawer of watches. I have another friend who has five cars. Whenever I'm with these people, I realize I'm just simple. All I need is a nice bed and a private jet, you know? (laughs) Now, I have the bed. All I need is the jet. And it could be a used jet. I'm not a snob, you know. I mean, I don't want a prop plane. I'm not trash. But I can see you fly away. I can see the sun upon your face. I can feel your heart and I can hear you cry. A dirty bird like me. Well, you're in the right place. This is Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Greg, your first mate, Captain Dennis. And now we are joined by Captain Keith as well. So we got a full crew to navigate the latest aviation news and information. And we definitely needed to bring in another captain at the bare minimum because Dennis is kind of flying high on the hog after a flight from, I don't know what, Minneapolis down to Fort Myers. Is that what happened? There, That's right. Uh, had to go back uh, back to my old home for the weekend to take care of some uh, some business things yeah. and uh, visit some friends and family. Uh, so yeah, had to had to rough it. Had to fly commercial, you know, because this time of year it's uh, questionable with flying small planes, you know, with winter storms and everything. But I, Dennis now only flies private or first class. Evidently, absolutely. is that the case? So you bet. You, so so yeah, we kid. But you accidentally got upgraded. They didn't know who you really were and let you into first class. Is that what happened or what? Yeah, apparently, you know, pulling out my business card for Just Plain Radio doesn't work. But apparently, my American Express card is a much better way of getting up to the upgraded to first. Really? Class. Well, I tell you what, Captain Keith's uh, credit card uh, that works too. Just so you know. Well, I didn't have to actually use the money on the credit card. I just oh. had to have it. So uh, earning the points and all that kind of stuff sort of pays off after oh, a while. Okay. Well, there's uh, that. Uh, I'll have to figure out a way to capitalize on those points next time you use Key's credit card. Yeah. So, so there's a there's a good point in using my credit card. I can actually get upgraded. Is what it's, you're well, yeah, yes, well, unless exactly. I figure out a way to scam the points, too. And I'll have to work on that, Keith. So you've been warned. Well, I'm sure you already are. <laughs> Well, but, with uh, all of the moving expenses this year and things like that, uh, you know, and running it all on on the uh, the Delta Sky Miles card, I, yeah. I was able to get to gold status this year. Which so you only had to little, right. Well, you had to spend what, like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to get the enough points to get upgraded. No, to it first. wasn't quite that bad. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Two forty nine, maybe. All right. 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 But you did. <laughs> that's the point. And you got one of the cool upgrades to first class, not just any upgrade, but a seven sixty seven. Which has those big, like, uh, totally lay flat type first class sections. Is that what it was or what? Yeah, you kind of got your own little private office cubicle. I mean, for one thing, I thought it was absolutely crazy that they were flying 767s into Fort Myers. Uh, yeah, that is I strange, guess, you know, it? it's spring break season, and, okay. and this is the hot spot, especially for Minnesotans. 
the Minnesota Twins uh, uh, baseball team has their spring training down here. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are coming down to Fort Myers Beach or, you know, coming to the private air parks, as the case may be. Well, describe and, your first class experience. Was, was it one of these new pods that actually enclose or just like a little office? It's like a little office cubicle. Um, You know, it's not fully, you know, closed in, but you're each, you've got a little segmented compartment with a little uh, partition between you and then, and the seat next to you. So my Mm -hmm. daughter was flying with me. So Abby had one and I, you know, we both got upgraded. So we were sitting up front and you can recline fully. You can turn it into a bed. It's got its own private uh, TV screen, like a, you know, like a 25 inch screen, which is a pretty good size on an airliner Yeah, remote control. And well, yeah. And it's Delta. So they, they warmed your nuts for you, didn't they? Uh, no, we just got them served in a little plastic bag with a bottle of water. Like Are you kidding else. me? <laughs> no, they, I, I thought it's Delta that serves the warm nuts, the heated yeah, nuts. The, the, they would probably normally if it wasn't for COVID, but ah. things have really been cut back. But you do get the oh, little golly. snack bag with your Biscoff cookie and a and a bag of almonds and a little bottle of water. But because we were on, uh, you know, first class and on a flight more than a thousand miles, mm-hmm. we actually did get a, a little snack box for a meal. So that was kind of nice. Uh, but. Being okay. able to sit in this little, nice little segment, you know, pod all by yourself, be able to put your feet up and not hit the person behind you was really kind of nice. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you're, uh, you're spoiled rotten and you, and you took your daughter and she definitely is spoiled now. She's a dad. Oh, yeah. This no, is our, she's we're going not going for, anything other than first class ever again. I or think. private. It's yes. private or first class for her. Nothing less for, for uh, Dennis's standards, daughter. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, you spoil so if you them early. in the emergency exit row in a 737, yeah. then you don't have any kind of uh, um, chair in front of you. Right. If you get the one all the way at the window and you can spread out and not have to worry about uh, touching anybody, that's the one I normally sit in. Okay. All right. So there's a tip for that's a standard on a 767. 737. Oh, a 737 has that seating yes. arrangement. Okay. Well, that's something yeah. to know. Yeah. But and I mean, most but, of them are most of them are only on the left side. But uh, but, but I got to say, you know, sitting in an exit row, I don't know if that's uh, highfalutin enough for Dennis Keith. No, actually, it is. Is because, it? Uh, Abby and I uh, decided that we were going to try to go earlier to Minneapolis, and so we we went standby on an earlier flight, and we're actually able to get an exit row seat at the last minute. And having that leg room is pretty darn nice. What well, is? I but wouldn't you rather have your own little pod? Well, the pod was was definitely better, and we had been watching that flight since we booked the tickets, and we noticed that it was you know very undersold. And I'm like, hey, there's a good chance here that we might get upgraded. And sure enough, we we get into Minneapolis, and they had already upgraded our ticket for the return flight. So yeah. well, we were pretty excited about it. She was she was living pretty high on the hog there. Well, I they come by should. and asked her if she wanted wine or beer, and she looks at him like, I can't. I'm 17. Oh yeah, you're right. You can't. Well, she really hasn't had the full experience if they haven't uh, given her any warm nuts yet. That's kind of a first class Delta experience that I cherish. Maybe it's just me, but I'm sad to hear they have uh, curtailed that during the COVID times. To be honest, I kind of miss the warm towels that you used to get too before meal service. But I suppose with COVID, you don't want to be handing out, you know, moist towelettes and things like that to everybody and possibly spreading germs. Yeah, right now it's just like, you know, uh, let me have my own little space. Leave me alone, and I'll see you at the end of the flight. And, yeah, you could stretch out a little bit first class. I, I've had that experience once. And the one time I got upgraded to the bed-type uh, first class seats, you were full, you know, fully mm-hmm. reclined, the whole thing. Uh, it was an upgrade from Orlando to Miami that lasted all of 10 minutes. 
<laughs> at least <laughs> I got like, a three-hour flight out of this from from Minneapolis to Fort Myers, but I sure wished it could have been a lot longer because exactly. I only got halfway through the second movie. You know, right, right. I've flown first class before, but the only time I got upgraded was on the short flight. That was like, oh, we're gonna upgrade you. Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, uh, that lasted. Uh, you know, blink my eyes and the flight was done. Uh, they didn't even serve any warm nuts on that one either. It didn't have time. So, uh, but at least I get to stretch out and see how the other side lives. But it doesn't beat flying private. So it's either private or first class. And Delta has been doing a pretty good job. They made the announcement they're going to, uh, they think they're going to hire their entire staff back of pilots by the end of the year or something like that. Right, Dennis? Yeah, that the, their plan is to have all of their pilots recalled by the end of October so that they can get ready for a return to normal operations. It's going to take them months to get all of those pilots through the simulators and get their currency back. And I know Keith can tell us all about that. And maybe he will right here on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight training professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons flight training professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. With Just Plain Radio, the show. Like an eagle, this is Just Plain Radio. Craig, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis and Keith, rounding out the crew. All right. So Delta has said that uh, I don't know. By the end of October, they expect to call back all their pilots, put them back to work. So they're feeling fairly optimistic. You know, whether the uh, warm nuts in first class goes along with that uh, call back to action, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see and only hope. But uh, for all the pilots that have been put on leave, they're probably uh, ready, I would think, or happy to hear that. I mean, that's a, that's a good sign, I'd say. Wouldn't you say, Keith? Or what? I would say so, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, pilots like to fly, so they don't right. like sitting home and, you know, not flying. So mm-hmm. let's get back to work. That's right. That's right. So uh, will it be as simple, though, as just uh, flipping a switch and making a phone call like, okay, Joe, time to go. Come on in. We're well, going to, we got a 767 with uh, Cam Dennis in first class. Got to fly him and his daughter back down to Fort Myers. Let's go. Uh, well, will they be, be ready or what? It's going to be that simple to do uh, to call them back for the simulator, for the not sim. for the airplane, for okay. the simulator. Because everyone is going to have to 
Uh, everyone who's been out for more than 90 days has to do a minimum of three takeoffs and landings. Oh, and then the airlines yeah. typically, um, they are on a, uh, depending on the airline, they're on a six month or a nine month training schedule. Uh, so depending on where the pilot falls in there, he has to come back and do, he or she has to come back and do that as well. Uh, so a lot of them will be doing, uh, a lot of yearly recurrent training, uh, since a lot of them have been out for quite some time. So, okay. Uh, so th- be- this may be a dumb question for me, be the first time ever, but are you telling me that even commercial pilots got to do the three landings, three takeoffs every 90 days, just like a regular GA aircraft? Type of yes, thing they do to stay current. Yes, they do. Okay, so and they have to meet all the all the other requirements of of the uh, six approaches in six months, hmm. all that kind of stuff. They have to meet all those requirements as well. Well, how so are they going to do this? What will Delta when they call them and say, "Okay, report to your um, you know update training or whatever"? Or is it up to the pilot individually to uh, do that on their own? Surely Delta no, would have to help them with that, right? They will. Yeah. They have a scheduling department. Their training scheduling department is going to be ramping up here shortly Yeah, and uh, getting everybody scheduled. And uh, they've been working on it for a while, I'm sure, Yeah, uh, knowing that this is coming and knowing who's got to come in when and who can we get done the fastest to get them back out online mm-hmm. uh, and then who's going to take more time. The people that have been off longer are going to take more time. So let's push them off and let them go to the end. Let's get the other people up done first. Got it. Uh, uh, get get so, the pipeline filled and then uh, keep it keep it running again. I guess right. Right. Yeah. Correct. Well, so what? this is a very typical scenario. If you remember talking with our our buddy Jim Folsom, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of times where since he does international travel and he's a first officer, he doesn't get to do the landings, and so a lot of times he'll have to go over to the simulator just to get his landings in uh, to keep him qualified, even though he's out flying. He doesn't actually get to do the landings, hmm. so he has to do that just to stay current. Wow. And, but, but they can do it in a sim on those big planes, so they don't have to take up of an airplane to do that necessarily, I guess, right? Correct, because these are level D simulators. Mm-hmm. There's different levels of simulators, and all the airlines are using level D simulators now, which is the top level, and uh, they can do all their landing currency in there. Okay. Do you see any problems with them uh, getting everybody back? Uh, by the end of October, or you think we're going to see some bumps or some air turbulence when they start bringing back this mass number of uh, pilots? Well, this is a this is a not just a training issue, but this is uh, also a um, a union contract issue that they have to deal with. So if they're going to bring some people back, they have to bring them all back, mm-hmm. although they may not all be trained by October. Getting them all trained and through the schoolhouse by October is a pretty hefty task. Right. Um, and so uh, everybody will be back on the quote-unquote normal payroll probably, but you probably won't see them all flying yet because they'll have to still have some be going through school. Mm-hmm. But uh, the uh, end-user, passengers, we're not going to really see anything on our end that would like show um, you know some growing pains or issues of ramping things back up, you think, or do you? Or could could we see something in the in the form of what, like delays or something, or what do you think? You might see some of that uh, as they they have pilots that are coming back, and if they put the flight schedule too heavy uh, before they have enough pilots, and then you know you get pilots that are you know get sick or whatever, yeah. Um, then obviously you're going to see some kind of delays. But coming back in the summertime like that, October, 
you know, you're not going to have near the weather delays that you're going to have if you would have uh, the winter storms like we've had recently up in the Northeast and, of course, now in the Southwest yeah. recently. If, if you're going to be shut down, now's the time to be shut down. <laughs> yes. Unless you live in Florida and you're only doing that route, uh, I would imagine. Yeah, uh, it, it's no fun to fly through all that crazy weather. But, hey, we, 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 we'll see. I mean, I think it's a good sign that they're looking forward and uh, in, in saying that they see a bright future and things are going to open up. So, you know, once again, if you don't have the opportunity to fly private, like Captain Keith and his thing, and you want to fly first class and be like Keith and Dennis. I mean, Keith, you fly first when you have to fly commercial, right? Uh, no. No? Oh, you're, you're always in that exit row. That's right. I forgot. I, I take the exit row. Typically, I'll, I'll be honest with you, just about everywhere I fly, I fly southwest. And, yeah. uh And I, I do get their A boarding because I fly them so much. And so I typically get that emergency exit row. Okay. Well, you do. And you get the rumble seat too, don't you? And the pilot uh, seat sometime? No. No, I thought no. I, you don't have that status anymore. I thought you did. Not, not anymore. Oh, okay. Because no, I, I don't work for the airlines anymore. So. Uh, what you are. Well, no they don't know that, do they? That <laughs> yes, they do. Oh, okay. Yes, they do. All right. Hey, I, I did try to say, so, oh, I'm, I'm Keith. I'm Captain Keith. Can I ride in the, there they look at me like uh security. Uh, you, anyway, you kicked out pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it does happen. But, uh, we, we do have some other stuff, uh, you know, more lighthearted kind of things. And, you know, uh, I guess this is in the positive realm of things too. Uh, you know, we got the Top Gun movie still, they're still threatening to release this at some point. Uh, it's, it, when, do we even have a date of that again? I know we've talked it about it before. July 2nd. It is. Okay. So they're, I've they're got tra- it on my calendar and they better not move it because I've been waiting so long. And, and I don't think I'm the only one that's been waiting for so long for this because I just saw a video that somebody took the time to recreate the Top Gun Maverick trailer in Lego. With Legos. Yeah. So I honestly think I would rather see a Lego version of Top Gun than the one that they're coming out with. That looks like it would be a lot of fun. Well, you know, it just goes to show you how much they've delayed this film. <laughs> so some schmo with a bunch of Legos said, "Hey, you know what? I could do my own Lego movie for as long as it's taken them to put this movie out." So he did. And evidently it's a huge hit on, uh, what on YouTube or something. Is that the deal? Yeah, it's been making the, you know, YouTube, but then it's been on every aviation, uh, newsletter and whatnot, uh, you know, showcasing it. So it, it was pretty well done. Uh, very nice, very cool, very fun. Yeah. But it takes forever. Cause it's all that stop motion animation where he has to take one picture at a time. And then a billion pe- pictures later, it gives him like what, five seconds of film or something t- like that. 24 frames for one second of a uh, of video. So you got to keep making 24 different models. Hey, that's uh, someone with way too much time on their hands. But look, in this time of COVID, what the hell else are you going to do? And he made the most of it and it's paying off for him. So there you go. You can't wait for the uh, Top Gun movie. You got the Lego version in the meantime. More coming up. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
cleared for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Now go, fly, be free. Time for me to fly. This is Just Plain Radio. Gregor Copilot, that's me along with Captain Keith and Dennis rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. And, uh, you know, as pilots, we care about uh, flying objects, especially when they're unidentified, those UFOs. The truth is out there. We all know it. Pilots are the first ones to see them a lot of times. And evidently there was a recent sighting over New Mexico. What Was this uh, like over the last couple of weeks? Is that right? Yeah, it was actually February 21st, so not that far, not that long ago. Wow. Uh, but yeah, American Airlines uh, was cruising along 36,000 feet, and uh, the pilot saw a long cylindrical object that he, he reported to air traffic control. It looked like a cruise missile moving extremely fast over the top of their aircraft. Hmm. Uh, that's not exactly what I'd want to see as an airline captain, you know? Yeah, I don't think, uh, you know, I, w- I would much prefer being a UFO than a cruise missile. <laughs> Right. And and, I mean, that was the first thing that they asked ATC too, is, you know, is there any military activity in the area? Because, you know, White Sands Missile Base is, you know, a couple hundred miles away, but apparently there was no, no significant military uh, presence or aircraft was noted. Hmm. So they're investigating. Okay. So more. Did did they have any, uh, I mean, have you heard the uh, ATC recording of this sighting yet? Is yeah, it out I did there? listen to the audio uh, clips. It's out on all of the usual uh, websites like uh, uh, Live ATC and yeah. uh, probably Boss Aviation. So I was like, what the hell is this? It wasn't not like that. It was like. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't panicking, but, you know, they were, you know, it, hey, we this, this just went over the top of us. So do we have any military activity? I'm thinking maybe that somebody did launch a cruise missile. Uh, that, yeah. that would be a little unnerving in your airliner with a bunch of uh, passengers in the back. Right. Well, you know, the last uh, big UFO thing I, I saw, they they were saying it was long and, uh, uh, well, it's brown. <laughs> and they called it a long, cylindrical-type looking uh, brown rock. Or log, if you know what I'm saying, like space poo, as yeah. well. One person described it like giant. You know, you think it's the same UFO? You think it could be if it was, uh, you know, mistaken for a missile or <laughs> I don't know, an alien know. Maybe, log. Maybe that's the new stealth stealth covering for the Air Force. You know? Okay, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess they got to be delicate how they describe these things too. ATC. Now, at the commercial break, Keith made a comment. Yo, as is American. You notice all the UFO sightings for pilots are American airline pilots. What's that all about, Keith? What do you mean? I I, I don't know. I just, you know, there, there's been a couple of them, and they've all yeah. been American Airlines pilots. So, so you've seen you know, a trend I, where you think uh, most of the time these sightings come from American Airlines pilots. What can I say? I mean, <laughs> the ones that I remember that I hear. Yeah, they're all American Airlines pilots. So. All right. Well, yeah. and, and so have you? You've flown uh-huh. around. You've commercial everything else. What? I I have not seen anything. You haven't seen any floating logs next to your aircraft or anything like no, that. No, I have not. No. Wait, would you want to? No. Uh, no, I would. I would want to, but uh, <laughs> uh, 
but no, I've never even come close to seeing anything like that. Okay. And uh, Dennis, you fall in that category as well? Yeah, no, no unidentified flying objects. Yeah. Uh, How would you react though if you were flying your you know, Mooney 201 and all of a sudden you see this giant brown log, you know, floating next to you right above your aircraft? Would you freak? Would you want to, you know, call for an emergency landing? Uh, would you go, uh, Hey, am I think I'd be... want to get my phone out and record it. Yeah, well, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> you you know, know, just to prove to people that I'm not going insane. I'm not I crazy. Think if I told ATC that I just got passed by a turd. And, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I didn't, I didn't call it that, but whatever. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying that's what they said it looked like, but thanks for I the more descriptive. Sure, I would just want to make sure that, that there's not on a collision path. Right. Yeah. Exactly. What a mess. That would be. Imagine cleaning that up. Oh boy! Yeah, uh, I, you, you see it. You see it is one thing, but on a collision path, it's a totally different thing. Well, why? Well, of course, of course. Yeah, you know. But uh, what happened to the days of the flying saucer and cool silver and lights and things like that? And now it's a long. No, that was just a weather balloon, Greg. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, regardless, I'm just saying. I don't know how they've morphed into long uh, brown rocket you know i mean uh, uh rock looking formations and uh either someone like a one of those american pilots has a good sense of humor hey you know it kind of looks like a looks like space poo to me <laughs> so oh boy okay well uh you know be on the lookout i mean the the ufo sightings continue we'll have to see when the invasion's going to happen but uh, I, I think most most pilots are probably open to the idea of like like you said if the if you see this you'd want to document it so people wouldn't think you're nuts right or or at least you know maybe I could get some money off of YouTube for it you yeah know, exactly video, right uh, and make your viral video and uh, and, and stuff but they're only going to go up whether they're legit legitimate UFOs or not because there's some new news about drones being flown at night. Now you don't even have it, have to get a, get a certification to do this or something or what? Well, that's right. With the new FAA drone rules that are going into effect on March 16th, if you, as a at part 107 drone operator, if you take your recurrent training class, that now authorizes you to fly your drone at night without having to get a special waiver. So, you know, if you were on the fence about whether you want to renew or you want to renew early, maybe now it's time to go head over to faasafety.gov and, and go take that uh, part 107 uh, UAS recurrent training. There you go. Okay. Are you going to do that? Are you going to fly your drone at night now? You have that, yeah, right? Yeah, I do have one. I haven't flown it since I moved down here to Florida, but that sounds like a good excuse. Uh, you know, and it doesn't hurt to, to go through the refresher training. I think, you know, even as a, even if I don't fly the drone commercially, just being re- reminded of the rules and everything, I think it's good even for fixed wing pilots to just go through it because it is a reminder on, you know, basic airspace requirements and uh, pre flight obligations and, and weather and, things like that. So it's honestly, every pilot should just go get it because it's just another opportunity for more training. Well, I agree on that for sure. But I I wonder uh, about the logic of letting people do this at night. What would be the point really of flying your drone at night? Other than you the can make, put cool lights on it. Well, you, you could. Make you make think it it's a UFO going over. Well, exactly. You could. <laughs> I, I mean, you could be a part of the, the the nighttime light show at Sun and Fun in April sure. for sure. And, but you know, we got holidays coming up. You could have a little Easter bunny hanging under your drone, going flying through the neighbors' yards. Okay. Or, you know, Halloween. You could put a little ghoul under there. Right. 
Well, Come could, on, let's have some fun with them. Right. Find a practical use for your drone. Okay. So the answer is they shouldn't be flying at night is what you're trying to say. Unless no. they have, have a, yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know what the purpose of this is because, yeah. you know, usually when you're flying a, a drone, you're trying to film stuff, right? What other reason is there to take a, a, a drone up at night other than if you're being part of a light show? You see what I'm saying? Uh, search, yeah. Well, you could be, you know, for search and rescue purposes and things like that. Well, I that mean, would it's... that would be the police, but just the average schmo, you know. I mean, I, I I'm telling you, I I don't know that I see the point in uh, letting people do this at night so much. It's bad enough during the day that we got to avoid the the drones and make sure we don't have any incidents with general aviation aircraft, let alone commercial, you know, planes and things like that. But at night, what would be the point? Other yeah, it's than, actually, in some cases, maybe easier to fly the drone at night because it would have navigation lights on. It's easier to pick out against the sky and things like that. So, okay, well, I guess there might be that. less people around, less airplanes out flying, so less less competition. I don't know. You buy that, Keith? Do you think that's a good excuse he's throwing out there that it makes it has uh, pretty lights? You could see it easier. No, I don't think so because they're they're smaller. Yeah, it's tough to even see airplane lights sometimes at night. But, well, uh, the so, American you know, pilots would obviously think it's a UFO. Let's be honest. Well, yes, they would, <laughs> and so that goes back to Dennis's real reason for wanting to do this is that he can make people think it's a UFO. That's but, right. Get his um, viral video out of the deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I don't know. I really can't think of too many good reasons to do it other than you know, like he said, search and rescue or something like that. Yeah. And the police, they can do whatever they want. You know, the government don't make a rule to pass for themselves. So I guess we'll have to leave it at that and see where it goes. And on that note, we'll wrap it up till next time. Remember there is no better high than learning to fly. Learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.